the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day viewers and listeners, it's another great episode of Nashville 2. Nashville 2 is all about uh, you. You're Nashville 2, so let's tell your story. If you or somebody you know should be a guest on Nashville 2, maybe they've got a nonprofit, maybe they've got a business, maybe they help mentor after school, maybe they just go around cleaning up the neighborhood. These are people that are under recognized and we want to recognize them and today my special guest is somebody i met online a couple of years ago and then we have actually met in person multiple times now and cody cody i always mess up your last name how do how is it pronounced it's noison ed cody noison yes sir Okay, so Cody Noison is a YouTuber, inspirational YouTuber. Uh, I think your channel is Inspirations by Cody. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. It is. Okay. Well, my dad normally goes by Sir, but I know you were raised in the South, so I know that's <laughs> part and parcel of what you do. It, it is. It's, it's hard to kill old habits. Sometimes. That's right. It, exactly. So, me, I still say good day. I mean, now I say I've learned to say good day, y'all, or good day, all y'all. Oh, really wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I just had um, my friend that was on. I met uh, James Harback. He is a linguist uh, and he's an editor. And so he, he, we were having so much fun with words. It, it, it was awesome. So, um, but uh, I was telling him that story. He says that's pretty funny, actually. So, Cody, you are not from Middle Tennessee, even though you are from the South. Tell us a little bit about your story. I'm originally from Southwest Louisiana. I'm from a small town, Lake Arthur, Louisiana, population 4,000 people. I tell people I come from such a small place. My high school graduating class was like 50 people. Right. Wow. And then in 2011, I moved to Houston. I lived in Houston for about 10 years. And then I guess I started doing some networking back in last year, the beginning of last year. Well, I, thought, I thought it was late. I thought it was late 2020, but okay, 2020. It, it was like 2021, the end of January. Okay. 20. So it's been about a year and a half now. But, and that's how me and Ed got acquainted was through a virtual networking group. Yeah, let's give and a plug to Connect Nashville. Connect. Let's. Nashville. Hey, that's been the best thing, y'all. I mean, it's kind of like one of the secret gems of the Nashville market. People don't it realize. It. Look at you throwing out your secret gem already. So, okay, <laughs> that that is a great secret gem. Do you want to expand on how you found them and how you're utilizing that networking group? Yeah, and it's a funny story because I figured before I moved to Nashville, I needed to connect with people. So I did the traditional route. I called the chamber up. Everything that anyone else in business would do didn't get no answer. I linked up with this guy and I don't remember how I did it via messenger. And I said, hey, do you know any virtual networking groups? He said, yeah, check out this group, Connect Nashville. And I went, cool. I said, I have nothing to lose. I was like, if I don't like it, it's cool. If I do, we're just going to run with it. And I was very nervous when I did my first meeting, but... Once you get into the swing of things, it was just amazing because I really wasn't being active at the time with my channel. And someone said, hey, you know, you need to get back into doing your YouTube channel again. It's a great opportunity. And I was like, I'm going to think about it. And all of a sudden, I got back in love doing content again and everything like that. And it's just great because I go network at places. I'm the only one doing what I do. So. I get the ability to work the room with people. 
Right. And it's just so amazing because it just gives me an opportunity to meet so many people. They get to look at my content. I get to share stuff with them. So that's truly blessed. And that's really how I got here was through that avenue and connecting with that group. And it gave me the ability when I got here was like, if I can do that. I can do pretty much anything at that point. Right. And if I can pack my car and come 800 miles away, not knowing anyone here, I can, I'm at the point right now, I can just make anything happen. Right. Yeah. So you used, uh, you were able to utilize Connect Nashville to build a network out before you even got here. So that when you landed here, when you moved here from, was it Katy, Texas? Was that where Katy, Texas. Yes. When you moved here, see, I do remember some things. When you move here from Katy, Texas, you're able to already have a network and come to the networking events and people already know you because of what we've done on the virtual connect. Right. So folks, for those of you that don't know about connect Nashville, in fact, my first ever guest on Nashville too, was one of the owners of connect Nashville, Josh Minton, who, own, uh, who works as an insurance agent for, is it insurance HQ? Hmm. I might it's have a, it's something HQ. I, I know it's HQ. Anyway, about you can that. find you can find Josh on Connect Nashville Business Networking on Facebook. But when I joined, I had done the same thing. I bought a business in Nashville. I was living in Wichita, Kansas with my wife and three kids, although my kids were out of the house at that point. Um, and then in July of 2020, we bought the business. We got moved to Bowling Green. It was as close as we could get with my wife's work, and we were hoping for a transfer into Nashville the next year. We ended up getting into Franklin, Tennessee in December of 21, but Connect Nashville was instrumental in helping me build that network. You and I met through Connect Nashville. And so Josh Minton, uh, Tony Bostick, and Samantha Vanderkamp, um, all three of them work on the Connect Nashville Business Networking. When I joined and you joined, it was about seven to 9,000 people. Now it's about 12,000 people and 12, growing. 13,000 yep. people. I think the last time I saw it, it's, it's such a great network. And they do net, free networking events uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, and I think they do two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, maybe even two on Thursday. I, I, they've got a bunch of stuff out there anyway, folks. So that's Tony, uh, Cody's hidden gem. Uh, Tony Bostick, Josh Minton, and Samantha Vanderkamp run Connect Nashville Business Networking. So, Cody, tell us a little bit about what you do and what, what motivates you and what drives you. I think one of the things that motivates me to do my channel is just my faith. You know, I, I like to see the best in people because, you know, we, we're so blessed to be able to live in a time and live in a place where if you make that decision, you want to do anything, you can achieve it. Right. And you can change what's going on in your life, you know, and people don't realize that we see testimonies every single day. And I think that motivates me more than the whole point of getting my channel monetized or the whole thing of that is just seeing, being able to have that opportunity one day to have those testimonies come out of what I do right in the and have people know hey you can be the best version of yourself and I think and you can probably relate that to being in business a little longer than I have been where you've come across people like that and it's just such a blessing to be able to see that right and and 
how long have you been doing that? Like you started, like you said, you, you set it aside for a while, but how long overall have you been doing that? About two years now, probably December of 2019, and right before the pandemic. Right. And how often do you post? Every seven to 10 days. Okay. So have you turned that into a podcast as well, or is it predominantly just the YouTube channel right just now? Just YouTube right now. I will eventually, and that's something that I have in the works. Right. It's just the fact trying to find time because I also do have a regular nine to five job. I'm right. not at that point yet where I can be like, hey, I can just do this all the time. But that's going to that's going to eventually happen. So right. it's me just carving out time to be able to do these other projects I want to do. And I know I mean, you've talked about a few other things I want to do a podcast one, eventually writing a book. And there's a few other things I would like to do with this as well. Live speaking. Right. Yeah, I definitely. Well. So live speaking, would you like to talk from a, a faith based and inspirational base? Or did you have other topics that you thought would be uh, good speaking topics? Faith -based, yeah, always faith based and inspirational is one. Motivational is another good one. Especially there's a, I know a lot of, especially with this coming out the pandemic right now, we have a lot of groups like your Rotary Clubs and organizations like that looking for speakers. And I also love talking with other entrepreneurs also, because I'm a firm believer in entrepreneurship because you, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Finish that. I, yeah, I'm definitely a firm believer in entrepreneurship because it gives you the ability and the freedom to do whatever you want to do and take that creativity to the next level that you can't get at a regular nine to five job. I mean, I'm blessed to have my nine to five job right now, right. but there's other things I would love to achieve on this journey. This is just the first part of the journey, Ed, right. is me coming to Nashville. Yep. What's going to happen next year, the next three years, the next four years, the next five years, that's what's going to define me in the market. And it's going to give me, and also what my channel gives me a platform just not to make be successful in Nashville, but it gives me an ability to be successful nationally and internationally in whatever I do. Because it gives me such a great platform to do that with technology. Right. Absolutely. And so how did you get this? Uh, let's talk about the two things that are important to you amongst others of course but your faith and the entrepreneurial spirit let's talk about how you found your faith a little bit without this being a sermon but let's talk about right. it a little bit and then let's talk about where your love for uh becoming an entrepreneur and your love for entrepreneurial behaviors business ownership behaviors comes from I think the faith part was easy. I was raised by a lot of powerful people in my family. My aunt, my mom, my grandmother always instilled values of faith in me. So I think it was always natural for me growing up to want to have that, that, that relationship with God. Right. And I think that kept me instilled even at the times in my life where I could have strayed away. And I was like, I, I'm not going to. Because there's that fear. Growing up in the South, you know, faith is never too far away. And right. growing up in rural Louisiana and being in a small town, it really doesn't go away. Yep. Because everybody is so close to each other. So I think that was just so natural to me. 
But to go, I think, and it also, I think if I wouldn't have been that in depth, I would have been, I wouldn't have been able to do the other things I have going on now, like exploring it in my channel. So thanks, Cody. So tell me about your entrepreneurial journey. Did you grow up in a, in a business owner family? I did. My, my grandfather, my grandfather worked in the oil field for 40 years, oil and gas. I always say that's like the second closest thing to living in a military family, right. living in an oil field family, because those guys were tough. Right. Yep. My okay. grandfather was tough, but he did put a good work ethic in me. But no, I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family. I think I didn't really get into connect into learning anything about entrepreneurship until I moved to Houston and I really got exposed to the whole multi-level marketing right. part, so, part so, of things. Yeah, so different direct sales. I think multi-level marketing for a lot of people that uh, look down their nose at it, I think that's a wrong position to take because good multi-level marketing companies can teach a person how to run a successful business, right? I think the biggest thing with multi-level marketing sometimes is people just don't get invited into the right teams and the right leadership. Right. Yeah, with yeah. a lot of MLMs. And I think that's where you get a sour taste in your mouth with MLMs. That's how I got for a while a sour taste in my mouth with MLMs. But it also got me into the whole thing with motivational speaking. Right. Because I came up with the concept. I said, all these leaders are doing this, getting on stage and firing up these teams. And I was like, well, what if I created a concept and just did that for everybody? Right. You don't have to have a business, come from a business background. Just do something for regular people and just combine it with something that I absolutely love to do. Right. And that's really where I think my YouTube channel came into existence, just with having that background and getting exposed to that. Yeah, like and I, I think did. the view, what you said is what most small business owners do is they love helping other people. Oh, how can I help other people first? And oh, is there a way to make some money helping other people without compromising my principles? So many times salespeople and business people get a bad name, but really what they're, to do, what they're doing is they see a need in the market and they try and fill that need. A lot of the times they don't have the business acumen to grow that business, but the fact that they're attempting to help other people, that's the stories I want to tell. That's what Nashville 2 is all about. So that's why I love the fact that you're on here. You're talking about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, I don't know how to spell entrepreneur. Um, I think the French have a word for that. You know, you maybe you need to look it up. But um, people, I'll get comments and messages now. This is the way you spell entrepreneur. I, I'm from South Louisiana. I'm glad on most days I can barely speak English. So... Yeah. <laughs> As an Aussie, as an Aussie by birth, but American by choice, I'm the same way. Um, my last guest on on my other podcast called The Edward Show was from Toronto, and he was a linguist, and so he would write. He writes a lot about words, and so we were having some fun with words. So, talk a little bit. Talk us through your entrepreneurial journey. Talk us uh, through what you're attempting to achieve with your pod, uh, with your YouTube channel, where people can find you, uh, that sort of thing. Well, like I going back to a little bit, like I said, I had been exposed early on with several network marketing companies and I just, just wasn't my thing yet. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind recruiting or anything like that. And it really just struck this idea I got into, I said, I could do motivational speaking. But at that time, I really didn't know what 
the avenue was to do motivational speaking. And then I guess I was looking around. I was like, I could do a YouTube channel. And I said, what would I want to speak on on YouTube? That's a good thing. And I was like, you know, I always like talking about my faith. I always like talking about my relationship with God. But also, too, I learned through my network marketing journey a lot of things about personal development, you know. Right. And, and me and you probably read some of the same people, Jim Rohn, right. um, Zig Ziglar. Napoleon Hill, David Schwartz, right. Magic. So what's your, what do you have, like, give me your top three books, Oh, it's always going to be Thinking Grow Rich. Yep. Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill. I think that's like the greatest starter book to do when you're talking about this. Um, I like John Maxwell also. Right. Uh, seven. I like his Seven Laws. I mean, he's got a ton of books. but He's got a ton of books. I think the one I did was like The Laws on Leadership. Right. Yeah, I that's, like that's that the one that sticks out for me is, is John Maxwell's Laws on Leadership. Uh, okay, another one. Those are the only two I can think of right now. Okay. I need I've to got, become more. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I've got I've got my top five list. Um, we're gonna set the Bible aside because that's a that's basically an instruction manual on law. It's an instruction. Yes. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, when we're talking about personal development, I mean, of course, you can get a lot of that stuff from scripture, but I think there's a lot of people that really have expanded on it in the personal development field. So, you know, so let's take the Bible first. Do you have a fo favorite quote from the Bible, a favorite passage? I have several. Okay, but I, I think one that my, stand, stands out to you? Oh, of course, it comes from Jeremiah. I know the plans I have for you. They're not to harm you, but to, to give you a future. Right. Just the first line in that gets me excited to know, hey, somebody has a plan for me. Somebody's looking after me. And I mean... To me, that's just awesome. I mean, I, that's probably one of my favorite scriptures of all time. Right. The, the one that the one that really resonated with me is, of course, John 316. And that's an easy go to. Mm -hmm. That's a grab. But but to me, it's that basic. You don't have to make you don't have to make your walk uh, with Christ um, difficult. OK, so that that but. But my favorite quote that I, my wife and I go back and forth on is Ecclesiastes 11.2. And this is an Edward paraphrase of the NIV, okay? And it says something about if you have seven, uh, six ventures, have seven or eight ventures because we never know when disaster may strike. And my mm -hmm. wife, so I use that. I say, hey, I want to buy another business. And she go, and, and then I say, Ecclesiastes 11.2. And she goes, yes, but it doesn't say uh, 11 or 12 or 15 or 20. It says seven or eight. And I said, okay, right. fair enough, fair chat. But so that's the fun that we have back and forth. So let's set the set the Bible up there as the first book we should be reading, whether we're Christian or not. There's a lot of good value in that. Um, you've talked about Think and Grow Rich. You've talked about John Maxwell's books. A couple of favorites I have to add to that. The Magic of Thinking Big, David Schwartz. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. I forgot about that one, and I have read that one, yes. Very powerful, very changed my life. My number one business book is a book called Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. Um, Bob Berg, Endless Referrals, heard him at a multi-level marketing company uh, event, actually, Amway back in the day. He was a speaker there, bought that book, changed my life, and 
how to win friends and influence people an oldie but a goodie 1936 dale carnegie uh still good and then frank betcher's how i raised myself from failure to success in selling yes some of the language has changed some of the techniques have changed but the ideas haven't changed right the ideas are help enough other people get what they want and you'll have everything in life you want i mean that's that's the way it does you know um so so those are my favorite books and then do you have any favorite audios you like to listen to i don't really i don't and I really need to get into more of the the pod, listen to podcasts and well, I know a good one that you might listen to afterwards. Yeah, I, I can think of, I can think of a good one right now, sir. Absolutely, but I really, I mean, I like one of the things I like to do is I love on YouTube where they do these motivational right these motivational soundtracks, and one of my favorite ones I like, and I'm gonna do from Steve Harvey. And this is actually from scripture, but you have not because you ask not. Right. And I think that was really my theme last year with Connect Nashville and everything like that. I hadn't been in the market yet, which just to keep knocking on doors and right. just try to keep one-on-ones with people. And I think what happened, what, and sometimes we have to be careful. We slip away from that, those knocking on those doors, but we forget if we don't knock on those doors, we don't get the opportunities that we have. That is so true. And say that again, say that, say that uh, quote again. You have not because you ask not. How many times, how many times do we walk away without asking for what we want? And it doesn't have to be monetarily. It doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes little kids are great at it and they say things like, can I have a hug? They need a hug. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, adults, we don't say that, but we need hugs. I'm a big hugger pre-COVID. Like now, everything that's gone on, you have to ask for permission to hug. But right. I, I'm a big hugger because that that touch conveys a comfort that we don't get any other way, right? It's not it's not about being un, uh, inappropriately affectionate. It's just a simple hug like grandma used to give us, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think somehow and somewhere we have been told that asking for achieving what we want has become this ugly, dirty thing. And how dare we ask that? Right. When it's not, because it doesn't always have to come from a position of greed, but it can come from a position of growth. Right. And you're exactly right. So I, I think that is a powerful point that a lot of people will take away. And I know I'll take it, take it away. Because one of the challenges with my business is my business coach says, uh, dude, why don't you ask for the sale more? Oh, if they want it, they'll buy it. He said, like, you've got to ask. And and you just, it's funny, we just had that conversation uh, on Friday. And here you are talking about it. So you know, God is really good. I've got to tell you my God story from Sunday. Alice works every other Sunday as a pharmacy manager for Kroger. And I went to bed at like two o'clock and I said, uh, I don't normally go to church on the Sundays that she works. And I said, God, if you want me to get up and go to church, I need to be bright eyed and bushy tail at nine o'clock because our service is at 10. I can get in the shower, get out, get dressed and be there in about half an hour. So I need you to get me up in at nine o'clock 
And if I'm awake at nine o'clock, I'll make you deal. I'll get up and I'll go to church, even though I normally don't do that on the Sundays that she works. Right. Not, and I didn't go to bed till two. I didn't put my phone down probably until 2.30, right? So I normally sleep till about 10 o'clock when I go to bed about 2.30. And anyway, 9.02, I'm wide awake. I'm not like just waking up. I go from being dead asleep to 9.02, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And I'm like, and I'm laying there and I'm on my phone. It's 9.04. It's 9.05. It's 9.06. I'm like, okay, God, I made a deal. I'll get up. I'll get out of bed. Let's go. Yeah. And I had a great experience. I met some new people at our church. I had a, um, the, the, the sermon was great. And so you just never know. You just never know how God is working in your life if you don't talk to him. I, I, I didn't want to turn this into a sermon, but yeah, I, I, I understand. I was, yeah, I was trying to, but it's so true. We don't know. And you know, as well as I do networking and everything out there and being out in the marketplace, we meet people all the time that we may not be looking for. Right. Or we go to a happy hour. I know I've had this several times where I've talked to somebody like very faintly at a, a networking meeting and I go to a happy hour and they're like, Hey Cody, how you doing? And I'm like thinking here, I'm trying to put a name together and I'm right. like, I, I, I don't remember this person, right. but whatever I said to them must have Resonate. left a great impression on them because they're over here shaking my hand right. and enthusiastically well, wanting to talk with me. And I'm like, I felt that was the way we connected when you came on to connect Nashville. This is when the zoom calls had 30 or 40 people on them were maxed out and they turned people away. And I'm like, man, I got to get to know that kid. I got to get to understand him and, and see what drives him. And we had a great one-to-one. -one. And then when you got here, it was like, uh, we'd known each other all of our lives and grown up together. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, and if anyone asked me about Ed Fox, Ed Fox is my brother. I mean, that's just the type of relationship we have when we meet each other and I mean, right. it's great. Yes. And that, that to me is, is what I love about when people don't come with preconceived ideas or set aside their fears and concerns, you could have been fearful and never made the move from Houston. Right. Cause I'm sure you I moved to Houston as a younger kid, right? How old were you when you moved to Houston? I was in my mid twenties. Cause I've only, I only lived in Houston for about 10 years. Oh, okay. Okay. So to me, you still look like you're bloody 26, dude. So I don't know how old you are, but. And you I'm 36. To... I'm 36. I there get that all the time, though. It's I, like. Yeah, I was like, thinking you moved to, I was thinking you moved to Houston with your folks, like you were 16 or something. So there you go. Right. Well, and the cool thing was on that one was my mom and my uncle lived in Houston. And they, I just had graduated, I just had graduated college and they said, just come down. Right. I was like, I don't got nothing to lose at that point. I mean, it's with family. Right. And that was, and that was the difference between when I did that, I did this. Right. Because I really had no idea what I was going to do. Right. But you I, took it on faith. You walked out. Uh, you walked the plank of faith, if you will. Oh, yeah. I walked it. And I walked it, but I've had so much fun. Right. I've had so much fun doing all this stuff. Because I'll get people still ask, well, what do you think about Nashville? I'm like, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's not what people think Nashville is. It's not the fact it's Music City. It's not the fact it's the home of the Grand Ole Opry. It's not the fact 
of all this stuff. It's the fact that with Nashville, it's a place you can come and create something out of yourself. Right. In the grit, in the business community, and you can attest this, the business community in Nashville is amazing. Try to go do this, what we do, Ed, in other markets. Yes. It will never happen. Right. And it, people say, every city says they're a networking city. And I have networked in Sydney. I have networked in Brisbane. I have networked in London. I have networked in a little bit in Paris. I, uh, of course, the language barrier didn't help me in Paris. I have networked all over the U.S. I can tell you without fail, I've run businesses in Dallas. I've run businesses in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa. I can tell you without fail that Nashville, Tennessee and the metro area, middle Tennessee, as they call it, are the best networkers on the planet that I have found. Because people genuinely want to help you and people genuinely want to listen to your story. Yeah, and there's a lot of genuine people everywhere else I've been. I yeah. love their authenticity. But there's something about the community in Nashville, the business community in Nashville. Yes, we all have our own goals. We all have our own desires. But, but we are really good at listening to people. We are really good at helping people. And we're really good at coming out and supporting the networks that support us. I agree with that. Yeah. I truly agree with that because... You have to remember when I started this last year, I never, I did a little bit of networking in Houston. It was a little hit and miss, but I never did the networking that I do now. Right. And it was just so great that people want to talk with you and people want to build those connections with you. They want to learn about you. Exactly. And I, I, I'm a big proponent. I love BNI, right? Business Networking International mm -hmm. has been really successful for me in uh, Wichita and has really helped me build connections here in Nashville as well. So I, I, I've been in BNI for 12 years. It's not everybody's cup of tea, right? There's people that will say they don't like it for various reasons. And that's fine. They should do them. But for me, between between connect nashville free business networking and then the sponsorships or the memberships you can have for higher levels of engagement with the group and then you've got nti networking today international which is a little more relaxed than bni and then you've got bni to me all of those three networking groups have impact and then on top of that you've got like you i found that a few of the chambers were not active they, they didn't respond to calls. I found Williamson Inc. to be very, re, uh, very responsive, Williamson County. Um, so I, I love that chamber as well. And then there was one other I was going to talk about. There's a few independent networking groups that meet around the Franklin, uh, Williamson County area that are ex BNIers or ex NTIers that get together and they've built their own great little networks. Josh Minton has a, a single seat networking group that is exclusive. Have, have you been to that one at all? I have not been to that one. Me and him have discussed it. Right. I may get back with them on that one. And yep. On that one, but I think it's a single seat one. So it's very similar to being right. a BNI yeah. style. Right, without Meeting. without the expense, but I find the BNI expense to pay off every year. So anyway, so Cody, uh, we're going to wrap this up. What? How would people find you or get a hold of you? Uh, watch your YouTube channel. What should they search for? Inspirations by Cody. 
on YouTube. Simple, folks. Simple. simple. Okay. And we did one hidden gem. We did Connect Nashville. Do you have another couple of hidden gems for me? Do you have something that you've moved to Nashville that you've seen that you think is really cool, either places to eat or places to hang out or things to do? Yes. Okay. Um, they have a place in East Nashville called Living Waters. Okay. It's a it's a beer pub, but they also do coffee in the morning. Okay. So anyone that likes to do one even just social, but even like for business, it's a good one-on-one spot. It's is, that very one, is that around the corner from Boom Bars? No, it's a little further out. Okay. Okay. You got it's a it's a little if you take Briley, it's a little further north of Opry Mills. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. So it's called Living Waters. It's Waters. a pub, but a coffee shop in the morning. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, so you can give us a blurb on that. Uh, do you have one more for me? Not really, Ed. I mean, just that one, and I'm so, still so exploring. Still exploring, right? Uh, yeah. Do you have a? I, I, you know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for a good breakfast place. I did First Watch, um, but they're out of my budget. Fifty bucks for two of us to have breakfast at First Watch. I probably picked the high end stuff, but. I'm more of a Waffle House guy. Do you have a favorite mm -hmm. breakfast place around Nashville? Have you tried? And I know, think they have one in Franklin because I found one because I live up in the Hermitage area. Have you been to Oscar's Taco Shop? No. Oscar's their breakfast tacos are good and their nachos are good too. Oscar's Tacos. I like a good breakfast uh, taco. My best breakfast taco ever was New Brumfields, Texas. Right outside of San Antonio. Yeah, right outside of San Antonio. Uh, and then... Uh, there was another town, San Marcos, Texas, was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, have you when you went to Texas? Have you did you ever get to go to Bucky's? Oh yes. And well, there's you know Bucky's now. When I drive back to Wichita, uh, there's Bucky's on. There's you know like I'm a big Quick Trip fan. If you mm. so, I would love Quick Trip to be here. But Bucky's, oh my gosh, I, that's it, I'm writing a zombie novel. Actually, I'm thinking about writing a zombie novel and we're going to camp out at a Bucky's. That's going to be oh, it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, they have one toward Knoxville now. Yes. I, we were driving to Knoxville the other day and they're building this. What is it? Like 42 pumps. Right. That one's going to be bigger than any of the ones in the state of Texas. Wow. That, that is fun. So, folks, if you've not checked out a Bucky's, do yourself a favor. It's like a day trip. Uh, <laughs> It's like a Walmart, a gas station, a restaurant. What else? We uh, showers. I think or, showers. Are both. Yeah, they have some stuff for like the truckers and stuff. Like, right. bring a couple hundred bucks <laughs> in your pocket. Get you a some some Bucky's memorabilia, y'all. That's because right. Because it, it's just crazy. I mean, you can go in there get barbecue sandwiches. You can get sweaters with the right the Bucky's logo on it. So I think a lot of us are familiar with Loves. They're out of Oklahoma. Uh, where are they out of? Oklahoma City. I think Loves is out of Oklahoma City, but they have a Loves, a lot of love stations, and we see a lot of that stuff. But Bucky's is that times a hundred. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an great. experience. It's like a destination within itself. Okay. So I'm gonna put Bucky's down as another hidden gem. Um, so what we're gonna do now, folks, is Cody, we're gonna end the podcast and then Cody's gonna send me an email with his hidden gems, a bio of him and a bio of his inspirations by Cody. And then uh, we'll edit this a little bit. I've got to chop out a couple of things and this will be up in a couple of weeks and you'll be able to follow Cody. So be sure to check out Inspirations by Cody on YouTube. And then I, I want to talk him into getting a TikTok channel. 
So, uh, Cody, we need to, you can take that content from YouTube and put it on TikTok. So uh, we'll see if I can get him talked into. Yeah, that. We'll, we'll 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 discuss it. We'll just oh yeah, yeah, we'll discuss, yeah, we'll discuss it. it. We'll put it on the next. We'll put it on the list. I always tell my wife I'll put it on the list. She goes, that list, list is like four miles long. When are you going to start taking things off the list? I'll say, okay, I'll put that on the list too. Take things off the but, list. Okay. But the problem is when you're an entrepreneur, you add more things on the list than you're ever going to take off because you eventually look at it's like, why did I put that on there? That's kind of silly. Right. Well, but one, okay, so I, I have this one thought to share and then we'll wrap it up is people self edit their great ideas. They edit it before they write it down. Don't edit your ideas, people. Write down all your ideas. Let me say that one more time. Write down all your ideas. You can edit later. If you think, oh, what about if I had a pooper scooper business where I used somebody, some bugs that devoured the poop and I didn't have to scoop? Okay, that might be a stupid idea. I don't know. Is there I beetles? can roll with that. Well, isn't there dung beetles? I wonder if you brought like a group of dung beetles and set them. Do they actually eat dung? I don't know. Maybe they're just found in the dung. I don't know. But it's an idea. Write down your idea. Oh, I want to write a book on how you can build your own submarine. Okay, then write a book. Write down the idea to write a book on how you build your own. It doesn't matter. Write down your ideas and then edit the idea. You never know. I had the idea of streaming video back in 1992. I didn't know how we were going to stream the video. The idea was sort of like a Roku channel uh, before Roku. You know what? It wasn't the right time for that idea. Plus, I didn't have the money to get that idea off the ground. But now look at us. It's kind of like I found a notebook from three years ago of stuff, stuff I wrote down and I was like, I was unpacking stuff here and I was like, what's this notebook? And I opened it up and I'm like, what a treasure trove of ideas I wrote three years ago that I didn't even realize I wrote down. Right. When we moved, when we moved from our little house to our property where I built a cricket field, we'd had boxes in the garage. And in 1990, uh, 1988, I'd written in Australia when I was doing Amway, I'd written these note cards on what my goals were. And one of the goals was that I would live in America for an extended stay I would build my own private cricket field and I would have a property with a creek running through it. 2002, we're moving these boxes that hadn't been opened in since I moved in 1990. Mm -hmm. and, and we open this box and I pull out these stack of note cards and the rubber band, which is so old, it's broken. The cards fall all over the place. The first card I pick up is 2000 goals, goals by 2000 that I hadn't seen since 1989. Right. And on that goal was build my own cricket field, have an extended stay in the U.S., and have a property with a creek running through it. Well, guess what? I moved here in 1990 after I met the most wonderful wife in the world. Right. Those of you that can see my Zoom background, I'm going to put my cricket field up on it. So this is the cricket field I built um, with the help of my dad and my wife and my kids. And right back there uh, across the top that if you watch this little bit on, there's a creek running through there. It's a dry creek right now, but it does flood and it right floods through. on the bottom. So this is my creek. so cool, Ed. So you don't know, like you said, you don't know when you write down information, you don't know when it's going to come true. So be careful. You know, uh, the Bible tells us to be careful what we say, right? Be careful how we speak. Be careful what we talk about and be talk sure about. we're talking about the right things, right? So, um, 
So thank you for that idea. And that's a great share. And do you have any last minute words of advice? Guys, I always, I always finish off my videos with this quote here. Okay. It's always great to be happy, but always try to find joy in your life. Find the joy, people. And I'm finding joy talking to Cody and living in Nashville, the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area and doing this podcast. So if you've got somebody that needs to be on this podcast, have them hit me up. All of our contact details will be on the show notes. And, and we produce the video podcast goes out to uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then the audio podcast goes on all the platforms from Audible, Amazon, iHeart. Uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, you know, all the major ones. Anyway, you can find us on there. Hey, Cody, thanks so lot, so much for being our oh, guest. Oh, you're quite welcome. I'm so glad that you invited me on and I get to share some great stuff with your, your listeners and your viewers. So thank you so much for inviting me. You bet. This is the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. Oh,